Rapid Fire is brought to you by the Studio Carry. Create the photos and videos you need to tell your story and easily create content to fuel your digital marketing. Book your session at thestudiocarry.com today. Welcome to Rapid Fire with the Girls Who Do Stuff. This is where we ask our guests rapid fire questions and they answer with the first things that come to mind. Today's guest is author, speaker, coach, voiceover artist, Rena Cook. Now, here's the girls who do stuff, Jenny Midgley and Sarah Madras. I'm going deep with these, so get ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm excited. Hey, okay. you want to go first? Or you want me to go? No, first? you go right. You're so excited. Okay. I, I want to give you the platform to, be, to share your excitement. Okay. What's a story you tell yourself that held you back and then set you free? That I'm a woman. It held me back for many years and I sought my power in my relationships, mostly, of course, mm-hmm. with men. And then it was like I came through the haze and said, I'm a woman and this is fabulous and I can do for myself anything that I want to do or have regardless of who else is in my life. Mm-hmm. I am woman, hear me roar. I feel like every woman should have Probably a time same. period where they're like, because I lived on my own for several years. Mm-hmm. And so I was like... I'm fixing shit. I don't need no damn man. I just killed that spider. And it (laughs) was a very empowering. Yeah. It was a very empowering season of I'm glad I had that. I'm glad I had that experience. We put nature outside. Absolutely. You know what? If you have spiders, you don't have bones. I will remember that for the future. I've now been shamed to no longer kill the spiders, <laughs> take them outside. Well, like my mom would take me outside and like spray, uh, like she'd have a small, like a water bottle and spray a little bit of water on the web to show like the different parts of the web and where it's sticky yeah. and where it's not sticky and show the spider. And we ne- just never killed spiders. So we just take them outside. So we don't. Some of the North Carolina I spiders. I think I love your mother. <laughs> I was like, I will now course correct. I think correct. I love your mother. We can just put them outside. That's so sweet. Put, and then if you have spiders in your house, you don't have bugs. Right. No, we don't kill nature. I didn't know that. Yeah, we don't kill nature. Unless it's a cockroach. They can die. Okay. Well, I was doing that by they myself. They can all die. And I feel like every woman can have that experience because it agree. is so empowering. And yes. it's yes. empowering. And also uh-huh. it's a really good lesson because I was told when I was that empowered, like 20 something on my own doing all the things mm-hmm. that somebody pointed out because I was struggling in meeting men mm-hmm. that I actually like could bond and have a relationship with potentially whatever. And they were like, you're really intimidating. And I was like, but why? I'm just me. And mm-hmm. they were like... No, but think about all the things that you don't like. You don't appear as though you need anyone else because you're managing all of these. And I'm like, well, that's on them. That's not exactly. On me. I was like, and- I don't. <laughs> Let me be clear. So it was, but then it was finding the men who were not intimidated. Correct. Yes. Exactly. So it was like exactly. it was a good lesson. Right. Yes. Right. Stop yes. Picking the mm-hmm. the meek, insecure, yes, threatened men that want to save. You. So that mm-hmm. was like it was mm-hmm. like a uh, it was a good conversation. I don't want to leave that like out that it was like a bad. Yeah, that was your takeaway. That was my takeaway. What is the yes, number one question. thing on your bucket list? Oh, I want to get back to London. I want to travel Europe. I have a friend in Amsterdam that I want to see. I have a friend in Berlin I want to see. And I want to get back to London before I die. <laughs> I think you're going to love this question. It's like perfect for her. All right. What I'm is ready. something that was difficult for you to find the courage to speak up about? Ooh, 
All right. So I'm filtering in my brain. How political can I go? You just say whatever. You speak your truth here. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. This is hard. I had a major political transition, transformation as a result of the 2016 presidential election and telling my husband that I was no longer going to vote the way he votes, Mm -hmm. that was a very difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. And it was a difficult truth to Mm -hmm. speak. And I'm not sure that I've ever really spoken it well Mm -hmm. because of how much is at stake. In a core relationship, Mm -hmm. there is so much Mm -hmm. at stake when worldviews begin to shift. That was a very eloquent way to to speak. It It was beautiful. Yeah. And just like that could be a bumper sticker. Yeah. I'm telling you, she speaks. I'm just like, oh, I I want to be you when I grow up. (laughs) But if it makes you feel any better, because either which way, but I actually, because my first business is a counseling center and we had a client call in and that was the reason they needed to come in for couples was that right there Mm -hmm. of this has shifted and like, I literally can't stand the sight of him because those are still his beliefs and he's still doing this and she's in it so far out. Yes. She's And I love him, but we're really struggling because of this. And yeah. so I feel like a lot, like that is actually something a lot of people have experienced, but they're just so afraid to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You can't talk about it. If you want to preserve the nucleus of the relationship, you can't talk about it. And it's yeah. just... And it does. It's mm-hmm. choking. It's yeah. choking. And, and it's yeah. about finding the ways to talk about it in a safe yes. space so that yes. you do feel, you both feel supported, yes. that you both feel as though your integrity is intact and not sacrifice mm-hmm. your beliefs for the sacrifice. sake of the relationship. That's a hard mm-hmm. one. No, it definitely is. How do you measure success? Well, there, there are two measures that are at war in me. One, of course, is financial success. Yeah. I want to make lots of money. But The real satisfaction, the deep satisfaction is when I see a client who really makes huge strides, a client whose life is changed by the work that we've done together. Mm -hmm. One example, I had a woman who came to me terrified of speaking and she had to speak as part of her job. We did 10 weeks together and when she went back to her work, they decided she needed to do the whole presentation herself because she was now the best speaker on the team. That's awesome. That is success. Yeah, Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, mic drop. That's gold. That's goal based success versus Mm -hmm. yeah financial success. Love it. What's been your biggest failure or lesson? I don't like to. I know because I don't believe in failure. I agree. It's on there though. It's been on the list for like ever in a day. You put those questions on the list. They've been on there forever. All right. What's your biggest lesson that you took from a mistake? Let's call this. What's been your biggest setback? I, I would. Okay. I'll I, <laughs> answer I, I all of those. I don't mind answering biggest failure. I don't mind biggest failure because I've had some recently since I started my business. I can get way too relaxed with a group of people and I can become a bit inappropriate. And it happens without me knowing that I have slipped into my inappropriate person. <laughs> And have gotten right. We're not meeting and the inappropriate I lost person. A whole I'm like, show. I would not know. know the inappropriate person. I'm going to be friends with <laughs> like, all sides of you. Be inappropriate with us. 
I'm in front of a group. I one in one of my very first corporate gigs. I'm doing a training, and they are such a great group, and I'm so excited, and uh, we're silly, and we're having fun, and I just went down an inappropriate way. I started flirting with a guy in the group, and kind of got obsessed with that, and I could tell that I was losing the group. And by the time I was done, they couldn't wait to get me out the door. <laughs> I did not see that. I did not see that coming at all. I did not see that that's where that was going. And it was like, I could just see them all souring on me. And it went, oh God, I lost this group. And so that was a really important lesson. I I was so embarrassed and I wanted to really hang on to the hurt, Mm -hmm. the the humiliation, the shame. And then I said, Rena, you've just got to learn from this and go on. Don't let yourself be sucked into somebody else's Mm -hmm. thing. Yep. Yep. You've got to keep your distance and keep yourself focused on the job at hand. So it was a really valuable lesson. And I haven't made that mistake again. Yep. And that was five years ago now. So true. That's a good one. Yeah. What are the most important boundaries in your life, in your business? I'm not sure I navigate boundaries. I generally don't do work after six o'clock because I'm pretty brain dead by that point. So that's a boundary. I stop work at five generally. And if someone needs an after five, I'll go to six, but that's Mm -hmm. all. I'd say that's the only clear cut boundary that I have is when I will work and when I won't. Otherwise, I'm pretty like hunky-dory. The boundaries are swimming. They're They're fluid. fluid. There we go. What is something people often get wrong about you? That I'm inauthentic because I'm polished. Isn't that the fear, though, right, that once you become polished, that you'll be inauthentic, but there's proof that you can be both authentic and polished. And I have to work Mm -hmm. at it. When I am a little insecure or a little nervous, I will go to my very polished Mm. person and I have to relax her before I start speaking or training. And I have some little triggers that I do that get me relaxed Mm -hmm. and help me find the child within me. When I access the child within me, I am never too polished. Mm-hmm. So many so, knowledge drops. So that's I know, kind of I know. I love it. I love it. What is something no one knows about you? Ooh. <laughs> oh, what is something no one knows about me? I've had three husbands. I've been married three times. Did you see how she said <laughs> she that? Like, like she's like whispering a secret. <laughs> I know. I went toward the mic and I whispered And she has got this like. And And what is she living? Yeah. And the first two died (laughs) mysteriously of the same way. Like I was like, where where are we going with it? Um, People, of course, my family know that I've been married three times and friends, long term friends know that. But it's not something that you Mm -hmm. tell everyone. And I have been with my current husband for 30 years now. Ex-husbands are ancient history. Well, the third time is the charm, obviously. (laughs) Right? Or you just say, this is not going to work for me. I better keep this because <laughs> the next one won't be any better. I'm just going to stick with this because I'm not going to be that woman. <laughs> you know, that it- is so funny. <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Redundancy. Mm. Invisibility. I'm afraid of, of being invisible, of not contributing, of losing what it is that I have that makes the world around me better. I don't want to live without being able to make a contribution. Mm -hmm. So what are you most proud of? The work that I do with my women 
at this point in my life, that's what I am most proud of. I love it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. If your life had a theme song, what would your song be? The colors of my life are painted red and gold. And when I leave this world, my light will show the way. It's from, what is that from? It's from a musical, The Colors of My Life. Joe. Is definitely. I'm like, come on, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we have a fact checker who's looking this up? We're like, Joe. (laughs) Look this up. Love it. Love it. I didn't know we were going to get serenaded. I know. The the Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman. (laughs) It's from Barnum. Yeah, it's not from from The Greatest. I can, we can do the whole soundtrack right now. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't remember that, but. Samantha watches it at least once a week. That's all. I love her. I know. You, I love <laughs> like, her. I love her for many reasons. I like, love I just keep her. And you, just, you do. You just keep giving me more yeah. reasons to love her. Yes. My five-year-old. Yeah. We, they didn't really, Nicholas is not, he's just not a huge musical fan. But when we started watching it, I think Samantha was like two or three. And she was like, but the, over the past year, she consistently asks for it mm-hmm. once a week. Right. Minimum. The greatest show. Love it. Hit her um, with the last question. All right. And if your life all were right. made into a biopic, if your life was a movie, who would play you? Do you have yours? Kind of. You you share no. yours no. first. And then that's maybe not how that works. <laughs> no, th- th- that's not how that works. Sally Fields would play me in this version mm-hmm. of my life, at this portion of my life. But I have always felt as she grew up and I grew up, we are similar ages. We have similar mm-hmm. looks. And I was an actress. And I always said Sally Fields actually has my career. Those those roles mm-hmm. that she does actually should have yes, been. Yes, that's awesome. Um, I think I was thinking Sally Field, but my brain went Susan Sarandon. But I don't think that's right. Because I was seeing across, what across from Julia Roberts. Oh, Still Magnolias. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how yes, it feels. I yeah. know. I screwed it up. I was no. thinking Meryl yeah. Streep, yeah. actually. Yeah. Oh, I can see that, too. I like that. Mm-hmm. I yes. like that. Yes. Yes. I love her mm-hmm. so and much. And then her daughter could play you, the younger version of you. And then because they're like the there same person. Go. Yeah. There you go. They're so right? much looking alike. That's like awesome. It's crazy. Love it. So, Rena, tell our listeners again how they can get a hold of you. Myvocalauthority.com or Rena Cook at Cox.net. Fantastic. Rena, thank you so much for joining us. It has been so my pleasure. <laughs> for the main episode and for Rapid Fire. And maybe we can get her to record uh, something for us, like oh, even just like yeah. a guided, med- or, or a, like, welcome to the studio, ladies. I would just love that. <laughs> l- l- let me try that and see if you like it. Welcome to the studio, ladies. You just made Sarah's day. <laughs> Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. <laughs> Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And and you do you, boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media. 